Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne. All shook up. <laughs> Jordan Morris, boy detective. Because there was a terrifying and devastating earthquake. Rash, a rash of earthquakes. <laughs> oh, man. I would say about seven too many earthquakes. <laughs> sure. So many quakes. Do you know what I discovered during the I terrifying sure, earthquakes? I sure picked a good week to start Fabergé egg collecting. <laughs> oh, boy. I have two collections, Fabergé eggs and rickety shelves. I had not been through a major earthquake since 1989, mm-hmm. which is 30 years ago, but many small and medium-sized mm-hmm. earthquakes. And I thought I wasn't scared of earthquakes anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, I have a very vivid memory of third grade. When the 1989 San Francisco, Santa Cruz, Loma Prieta earthquake occurred, uh, I I remember— And thank you for giving its married name. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Uh, Vicente from my class. You, of course, remember Vicente. I don't. Probably the best wide receiver in uh, turbo football games. Okay. Um, So Vicente said that when the earthquake happened, he thought it was fun, like a ride at Marine World. Mm Um. I remember resenting that because I did a lot of crying <laughs> at the time. Sure. I remember doing a lot of crying during the 1989 earthquake when I was eight years old. Mm-hmm. Very reasonable response. But since then, I thought, I'm over this. I've been through a lot of earthquakes. It's going to be fine. Just When were you thinking this? Midquake? I was thinking this. Okay. I'm going to be frank with you, Jordan. Mm. I was thinking this. Through the entire first major earthquake of mm-hmm. this past week. Right. <laughs> so there was a 6.4 earthquake. Right. Which was – and these earthquakes were – I was at my uh, cabin in Sequoia National mm-hmm. Monument, which is actually relatively close to where the epicenter of the earthquake – earthquake – And when that first earthquake happened, I was bothered by it, yes. I don't – I don't like earthquakes. I'm not a fool. I thought, you know what, just take a deep breath and I'll see you on the other side. Not the other side of the Rainbow Bridge, but the other side. <laughs> of the quake. Of the earthquake. Oh. Yeah. It was, Not, but you don't mean hell. Yeah. Like there was, a brief, there was a brief period in my late 20s when I got scared of airplane flight again. Mm-hmm. And I would occasionally like get freaked out about being on an airplane. And then I said to myself, this is stupid. Airplanes never crash. If I notice myself getting scared about this, I'm going to be like, come on, give me a break. And it worked. Okay. It worked great. And did you employ that same that same reasoning in the quake? Yeah. Well, in that first one, yeah. But it turns out what I'm scared of is that the earth, well, first earthquake puts you on alert. Mm-hmm. If there are other earthquakes that could be worse than the first earthquake, I feel like it breaks the contract we all have with earthquakes, which is if we make it through this, everything will be fine. Oh, sure, right, yeah. <laughs> that was the part that I found the most upsetting, was that I made it through a major earthquake, and then like 18 hours later, there was an even more major I was like, fuck you, when, major earthquake. When the um, first one happened, I was in the beautiful NoHo Diner, 
North oh, Hollywood. wow. Is that, is that in the arts district? That's, that's arts district adjacent. We should explain for people who don't live in Los mm-hmm. Angeles that uh, a lot of artists here in Los Angeles cluster in the North Hollywood <laughs> Arts District. That, of course, is... <laughs> David sar- Hockney. Sarcastic. It's kind of a crummy area that they've now called the arts district because it has a few black box theaters. Yeah. It's a good place to see a production of a Buffy the Vampire Slayer episode. Right. Yes, exactly. Yeah. People are doing an unauthorized Frasier musical parody. Yeah. This is where you go to the beautiful (laughs) NoHo Arts District. Exactly. Uh, But I will will say when you're visiting North Hollywood, NoHo Diner is about as good as it gets. Great. Great little diner and they have a great back room with a stained glass panda window because maybe it used to be a Chinese restaurant? <laughs> maybe they used to serve panda at the diner. Sure, yeah. Uh, I don't know the history of the place, but it's, you know, it's one of those colorful weird buildings, great diner, uh, you know, good pie, good service, and I was thinking during that first quake, you know, in the NoHo diner. And the NoHo diner flap staff is unflappable. Panda's gamey, but it it's nice in a stew. <laughs> Right, yeah, exactly. When when spiced correctly. Mm-hmm. Oof. If you can get a baby. Oh Ooh, if you can one of get those a little, baby. Hey little guy. Ooh, let mm. me let me eat ya. Mm. Ooh, you don't like to fuck. <laughs> Come here. You're not gonna be doing any fucking. No. Um and I was it's in the... hard to get pandas to mate in zoos. Right, yes. That's, that's what I was talking referring about to. referring to. Yeah. Um, I wasn't going to fuck the panda. I don't know. Maybe some people out there haven't seen a panda 3D movie like I have. <laughs> so they're not experts on uh, whether they Kung like Fu to panda? fuck. No. I'm talking about it. No I- fucking in that movie. IMAX 3D, baby, science museum all the way. Okay. I'll watch any goddamn movie at the science museum. Send them- Just get me out of that science museum. In the NoHo Diner, shake and starts, NoHo Diner staff, doesn't miss a beat. Keeps pour- People keep pouring coffee. <laughs> and I was like, this is a good place to die. This is a great, this is a king's death. If the panda window would shatter yeah. and cover me in panda glass. You've always wanted uh, to die a, in a kitschy manner. Yeah. Like a slightly kitschy manner. Right. If I could, if like a, if like a, a tiki god can fall on me. Yeah. That'd be nice. Yeah. Anyway, hit by a little Shriner car. <laughs> Ooh, that's a nice kitschy death. Should we introduce strangled by Brian Setzer? Should we introduce our guest on the program? Yes, she's a stand-up comedian, a podcaster, a favorite of ours here on Jordan Jesse Go. Though we haven't seen her in some years, Mm -hmm. with the exception, of course, of the legendary parking incident in Hollywood, California. I love that story. I'm sure we're going to get into definitely tell that story. That's the time Jesse's uh, friend was pulling out of a parking spot, and someone was pulling into it, and turned out to be Jen Kirkman. No need to go into any more details. The end. <laughs> Our guest is the great Jennifer Kirkman. Thank Hi, Jen. Thank you so much. Hey. Oh, what I was just holding in the laughs over here. Jen, <laughs> thank you that sounded, for wait, saying by the way, that, that almost, very, almost convincing. That, I know. That sounded very sarcastic. I really was cracking up, but I didn't want to interrupt. <laughs> no, thank you. That was nice. So, uh, You're a professional. You understand. I know understand how this biz f- works. The flow. Exactly. What we in the business call the flow. Exactly. Now, Brian's out there cackling in that perfect producer way that right. I don't know if your home audience can hear, but I heard it. Oh, it they can. Lovely. They oh. can, and they have mixed feelings about it. Oh, well, anyone who doesn't like it is wrong. Yeah, it's a thank grand you. tradition thank in radio. Thank you, thank you Jen. And um, they just don't get it. Thank you. No, they, they're allowed that opinion, but it's wrong. I sure. don't think they're allowed that opinion. Well, that's what makes the world go round. There's a lot of wrong people. <laughs> sure. Um, did you tell that story on air of the parking? No, basically oh. what happened is... <laughs> I was out with the uh, past guest of this program long, long ago, Adam mm-hmm. Lissagor, Lonely Sandwich. 
out at a beautiful tapas restaurant mm-hmm. in Hollywood, California. Hollywood is just a beautiful place overall, especially on a Friday, Saturday night. Oh, You're yeah. You're out there just enjoying the nightlife, just <laughs> looking at g- dirty streets and oh, it, it it's is, Hollywood's the worst. Nothing is worse. It's the worst. Except mm-hmm. maybe the North Hollywood <laughs> Arts <laughs> District. Yeah. No, at least there's districts. parking in the North Hollywood that is true. Arts District. So anyway... Uh, I was uh, uh, I, I had directed my friend Adam mm-hmm. into this. He drives an electrical car. He he tried to plug into this electrical car only parking spot. We mm-hmm. couldn't find the right adapter. Had to pull out. We were pulling out. Some ladies pulling in, and I I, I, I ever the good Samaritan said, oh, sorry, this this spot's actually." I pointed to the sign only for electrical vehicles. So I get a thank you wave. It's pretty dark, you know. Mm-hmm. And a window rolls down. Hey, is that Jesse Thorne? Look, it's Jen Kirkman. Wow. The great Jen Kirkman. No electrical car, huh? Hey, don't get all judgmental. No, I'm not. I don't have. I mean, I have a hybrid. I'm going to tell which you. Is hey, get great. a load of Ed Begley Jr. over sure. here. That's right. I don't right. even have a car. <laughs> I, well, I was borrowing a car that. Mm-hmm. Mo- oh, okay, mm-hmm. I have a car. No, I don't. Um, <laughs> I will get one the next car I get. So I was driving uh, d- your diesels and your. Such and such as uh, cars over the years. Yeah. And then I had one of those diesels that wasn't really a diesel that I found out. Like it was like the Volvo Audi situation. Oh, you had one of those things that was uh, that was a trick. Not I only didn't not know. a diesel, but spewing worse than normal <laughs> gas into the I air. I didn't know there was a false diesel scandal. I think it was a real diesel, but they had falsified the emissions. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it was a big deal. And uh, I think I got a couple thousand dollars back or something. Not mm. at all what I deserved, which was sure. – more everything back. You deserve all the success in the world, Jen. Yeah, I deserve to mm-hmm. be president. And they were like, sorry, that's not how people get elected. And I was like, yeah. why not? Why mm. not me? So anyway. Oh, I tell that to the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, the last couple of years, was living most of the years in New York, and it was time for a new lease. And I, uh, I'm not going to say the swear word, but as the Australians say, I couldn't be effed to bother with all this research and all this hoopla. Mm-hmm. So Thanks I, for keeping it clean here on Drug yeah. Days Ago. So I got a... Um, what are the... How did, what's, the what's the Australian phrase? I can't phrase? be fucked. Okay. Oh, do you want when, when would they say that? They would say, um, do you want to hand wash your clothes? I can't be fucked. Dropping it to the dry cleaner, right? Okay. Do you wanna, I just assumed farted. Oh, no. Mm. Do you want to... Um, you know, I don't even know. What's the word that you said? Fucked. Have you heard it? Not familiar. So well, do the Australians consider Jordan fucking to be bothersome? <laughs> is it is it like a, is it an inconvenience? I don't think they're thinking of it sexually. I think it, they are thinking of bothered. Gotcha. Although mm. it doesn't really make sense, but that's what I love about mm-hmm. it because it's a nonsensical expression. Because gotcha. I'd love to fuck an Australian. Think of the examples: Crocodile Dundee, right? Uh, one of these uh, movie stars from uh, Marvel movies is probably an Australian. Many, probably. many, yeah. Yahoo serious. The guys who saying I would walk 500 miles. The proclaimers? They're Australian? They're not I Australian. They were Irish. They're Scottish. What? They're not Australian. Why are you guys do <laughs> Why was that a crazy opinion? I You're don't... like you guys are looking at me like, "Oh, this I think they're Scottish." Well, you don't know either. No, they're not. They're... Apparently you didn't because... go to Blockbuster to buy a Blockbuster's greatest hits cassette with that song on it in no. 1995. From the movie also... Benny and June? Yeah, I believe that's correct. Why do but I you know also that? don't know what where yes, they're from. I took a guess. They're... I said I it was a guess. Them to be Scottish. We know okay. Where not well, from. we're all but... guessing. Don't do you Brian. know why? Do you know why we're mad? Because let me why? tell you two things. Yes. First of all, 
most people of a kind of like European British sure. descent, they don't sound it in their songs. Rod Stewart, you have no idea he's English, right? Yeah. Maybe the guy Mick might be from it. Gloucester, Massachusetts. Yeah, right? but these guys are like, Hanai would walk a five thousand miles. But maybe that's Australian. <laughs> that I is a perfect know. Scottish accent. <laughs> <laughs> exactly what Scottish people sound like. And I would walk a Hello, <laughs> yo, it is a me. I am Scottish. <laughs> Can you tell them, by the way, I do Would you like to eat some haggis? But the Australian well, would you, be like, yes. and I would walk 5,000 miles. That's different. Okay. Yeah. Wait but a minute. Like, Where did Jen Kirkman go? And when did film star Yahoo Serious yeah. come in? Yeah. Star of Young Einstein. And by the way, I've spent a lot of time in Australia, and they say... You know, because that's all we knew of Australia for so long was Crocodile Dundee. And they're like, we're sure. not really like and that. They're Yahoo literally serious. that. They're yeah. literally all <laughs> I dated an Australian guy once. Uh-huh. And he was in America. One time or for a period? For a period. Okay. And he was in America for a few months. And we were doing some comedy together. And he was staying at my place. And I put my clothes in the dryer. I will get back to my car. And he... Mm-hmm. Thank you. I put my clothes in the dryer. And I woke up in the morning and... My friend lived across the way in a different apartment building, and he saw all my clothes hanging out on my uh, deck. And he took a picture, and I woke up to a text from my friend Chris that said, why does it look like good times out on your deck, like with all the clothes hanging? And I said, I don't know. I didn't put my clothes out there. And then David, my ex, was like, oh, Jean, I took your clothes out the dryer because it's waste energy, and I thought I put them out there. I go, no, these are nice clothes. They're going to be bird poop. I go, it was just one hour in the dryer. That's not going to save the world amount of energy. I'm not powering a plant here. So your argument, Jen, I don't mean to – look, I'm not trying did, to – That was but one example. So you're of, saying that he was like exactly like <laughs> – hold on. Let me backtrack. You're arguing all Australians mm-hmm. are exactly like Crocodile Dundee, <laughs> star right. of the movie Crocodile mm-hmm. Dundee. Paul Hogan. As portrayed by Paul Hogan. Hogan. The great Paul Hogan. Spokesman for the Subaru Outback and tax evasion. I'll give you another example. Wait. So your argument is based on the fact that you believe Crocodile Dundee's fundamental quality (laughs) to be (laughs) eco-consciousness. He's always avoiding using excess energy by hanging hanging his clothes to dry. No, I guess not. But it is like he didn't understand these crazy customs like using a dryer and, you know, in Crocodile Right, he would, he would stab the dryer because he <laughs> thought it was a uh, like, – Coming uh, at him. Uh, right. Like one time we went through airport security and he had an entire thing of hummus in his backpack and they were like, this can't go through. And he's like – he's Just li- like just like Crocodile <laughs> Dundee yeah. would have. Then he's like, he's no liquid and they're like – just sir, everything was a problem and like bumbling and like I didn't know that. I'm like you'd been on airplanes, right? <laughs> this is not uniquely American that you can't bring, and maybe you can. I don't know. I just said you are crocodile. It is more. He's right. It's more of a paste. <laughs> it is more of a. Then he gave. Can it you to bring her. tahini on an airplane? That you can bring. You can bring, okay. you the, can the, bring... the individual <laughs> units of hummus. Yes, you can bring pico de gallo, cannot bring right. salsa. Right, salsa, sure. But he even said to her, well, you, why don't you keep it and eat it? She's like, sir, I'm not eating food from your thing. He's like, it's not open. And I was like, stop talking. And I just, <laughs> I was like. Well, it's like in Crocodile Dundee 3, Lost in New York, that scene where he's constantly trying to get others to eat hummus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he doesn't want the hummus to go to waste. And he says it like that. Hummus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Crikey. This is some nice hummus. 
Did you <laughs> did you, ADR that word in? Yeah. Did you spend any time in Australia yourself? Yes, many many times. Many moons. Many months out of one year, and then I would go every year for like three to four weeks. What are we talking festival. about? Like a Melbourne comedy festival situation? I, yeah, I would do that and I'd stay there like a month and then I'd go to Sydney and then one time I went all the way up the coast went to the rainforest and uh, different parts like the Karanda rainforest and all these things. There are comedians we know who I believe to be famous in Australia. Greg Barrett, I believe to mm-hmm. be famous in Australia. Arge Barker, I believe to be famous in Australia. Yeah. And Maria Bamford. I believe those three comedians to be Famous in Australia. Yeah. I have no confirmation or evidence mm-hmm. of that claim, though. I think and uh, Arge moved there for from popular demand. Yeah, that's crazy. I was hoping for that, but and then I kept going, and then I didn't, then I stopped going. Anyway, my point is, my car. I decided to just get some run of the mill, whatever. Sure. Small SUV. I'm like, I'm going to be in New York, so now I'm getting rid of it soon. But what I like about the story is when I was pulling in. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to fit. I knew in my heart this is too good to be true because this is a crazy area on a Friday mm-hmm. night. And by the way, I wasn't going to do anything fun. I was going to an infrared sauna. Mm. Um, <laughs> That's fun. It's fun, but I wasn't like clubbing. Like if you're in that neighborhood on a Friday night, you're going clubbing. Sure. Like by fun, do you mean imaginary? What the fuck is an infrared yeah. sauna? <laughs> <laughs> it's a place where you go and sweat, but it's not a steam room. Okay. Uh, okay. What's now? What's the? What are the benefits to sweating in an infrared sauna? Oh, via it's probably a steam all room? crap. But okay, it's it's um. I do it after I've uh, been on long flights, sure, and things like that. I just like to you, like get. You got a lot of gunk. You got there's a gunk. There, yeah, there's a gunky feeling. Clear it out. I just clear like, it out. I just like to sweat. It's supposed to be really good for the immune system and okay. really good for circulation and sleep and all that. I don't believe in. Toxins coming out because they come out anyway. Sure, that's not a thing. But Do you, uh, you, uh, what, what are the other? What are the, the metabolism? What's the, what's the clientele like at an infrared sauna? Just everything is anything like that is women trying to look their best and lose weight. I mean, let's just be honest. That's yeah. what most most try, just like how the internet got big because of porn. Any kind of new lifestyle health thing is women trying to look pretty and lose weight. That's the driving economy. Well, there's also overweight baseball pitchers in spring training. That's why everybody these days is wearing a rubber suit and running up and down the steps of the stadium. (laughs) Sure, yeah. There is a lot of crossover. But I was proud of myself. I know this is a really dumb thing to think about. But when I was pulling in and I saw the spot and then I saw you, but I didn't know it was you yet, kind of waving. And I think I rolled my window down and said, is this a spot? And you said, no, it's whatever. You saw me in that moment in the wild. I didn't know it was you. You didn't know it was me. I saw unadulterated mm-hmm. Jim and, and I was a nice person. You didn't see me yep. pulling in, F you. Why am I not saying, fuck you, you fuck. <laughs> you like, know what? Courtney loving it up. And then when you sure. tell me who you are, you I You just like... don't want to attract any rogue Australians. I understand. <laughs> I'm if gonna you be... say, if they hear their native word, they're going to come a-running. <laughs> That's right. And then they're going to make- Kirkman's rude. I heard the word fuck. I'm going to- I'm gonna shower my knife. If I could walk a thousand cr- miles, a I am still mad about that. Down at your door. I am ma- actually mad. So, so I vi- it's funny that you mentioned this. Why? Jen. I'm not gonna pick on you anymore. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm glad that you. I'm glad that you mentioned that because I'm gonna be frank. My favorite part of the whole story is that before I saw it was Jen Kirkman in the car. I was trying to be friendly and helpful to a stranger pulling in to that parking spot. That is a great mm-hmm. – and you weren't judgmental and you nope. weren't like, what do you think you're doing? No. Nope. You really just waited. You waited as I tried to park. You could nope. have walked away. 
Yeah. You you greeted me like someone at Ellis Island as Jordan, the ship comes in. Are you ever worried that you don't do enough good deeds to talk about on Jordan Jesse Go? <laughs> yes. No, I know. I need to tell more stories where someone says I'm cool or I look cool. Yes, I know. My to- yeah. Oh, wow. Maybe yeah. something ha- would have happened at the North Hollywood Diner, but you got interrupted by Earth's That's true. I could have. Uh, I could have, um, you know, uh, soothed the child. Did you run to anyone's aid at all? No, I mean, I the vibe in the NoHo Diner uh-huh. was uh, was like was chill. Like I looked around, I kind of clocked yeah. what was going on. Everyone's like, "We've been through this. We're Southern California lifers. This is part of it. We're gonna laugh it off." So it seemed I was trying to. Yeah, I didn't. I thought if I got up and started, you know. <laughs> Running around like a shaking hands like, like a, a mayor dingo with a baby. <laughs> uh, Did you like maybe wave down your uh, waiter or waitress and say, "Hey, could I have a, a little more coffee? I lost a bit." Sure, uh, that would have been a lot of fun. And that I want to get fun. jacked up yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah. well, you know, also it seems like a self-sufficient crowd that goes to NoHo mm-hmm. Diner. You know, there may be some yeah. people that don't. They're rough. They're 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 tough. Well, yeah, they can't make their own home fries, but besides yeah. that. It's a lot of – yeah. I mean I think the, the, the diner culture, that sort of diner culture is people who are there to like read a hard copy newspaper yes. or a big like World War II book they got from the library. Yes. Mm-hmm. God bless They're not, Beautiful. you know. So yeah, that's a, it's, a, it's a magical place in that way. Now, meanwhile, I For, should go yeah, there oh. because my friend Chris, the aforementioned friend who took yeah. pictures of my clothes, he used to live there because he used to live in the neighborhood. I'm not too far from that place. I'm in Studio City, though, not the mm-hmm. NoHo Arts District. But yeah. I did that's buy... An easy, that's an easy jaunt on a Saturday easy morning. Easy jaunt. It's weird. I, th- I, I had previously thought of you as an artist. Well, you I have guess to apply. Maybe more, she's probably more of a crafts person. Yeah, you have that to apply to live in the that. district. And yeah. they said by a hair, stand up is really. They don't think of it right, as an art. There's right, a yeah. lot of. There's great, a lot of sculptors there. Yeah, there's a lot of yeah. meetings I'm going to where I'm trying to get them to see that it's an art form. But right. they have mean, you thought about doing a one woman show where you play all the characters from Clueless? Because that is the kind of thing that is going well, on in the NoHo Arts district. Of course, I've thought about it, but I've thought. Do I have what it takes to do this? Have you right. ever? Right. So I mean, many you, other you would people. be you would be putting yourself out there in a really vulnerable way. Yeah, and, and as I get older, it gets scarier. Have you ever yeah. written a retelling of a Christmas Carol using the songs of ABBA? No. But oh, I'm not. geez. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't see how you're going to get into the No Hordes but, district. But I mean, I, 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 I could, I could have if I thought of it. I could have. That's could've. true. That's true. You could've. know, if, if you if you gave me that idea right now, I could go do it. Jennifer, probably. you're a native of the great state of Massachusetts, if mm-hmm. I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you've lived largely in Los Angeles for some time now. About 18 years, with a little stop in New York for five years in between. How do you feel about an, a, a Tembler? As the second paragraph of every news article about an earthquake calls an earthquake, I've been, I've never seen. I guess I've I'm never a, seen. You know Tembler? Tembler? Tembler yeah, is I'm, the I'm, word yeah. they use after they used earthquake, and they can't repeat the word earthquake. Right. They always go with Tembler. You know Personally, I think Tembler went downhill when they uh, took all the porn off. <laughs> Boom. Jordan, Jordan, anyway. Jordan. Oh, you can give me shit for not Jordan. knowing who, where the proclaimers are yes. from. Yes. That's true. You come do Brian, do we know, every time, Do we Jordan, know we're where just they're from, Brian? You. Yeah, they're Scottish. They're Scottish. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Edinburgh. So. Edinburgh. But you guys didn't know for sure anyway. No. 
I'll give that no for sure. No. Despite I'll owning Blockbuster's greatest hits, mm-hmm. the, the, featuring that song from the soundtrack of Benny and June, which, as if I remember correctly, I purchased on cassette specifically because I mm. wanted that song. That's a good, they make that song appealing in the movie. It's the I don't think if I hadn't seen the movie, would I like the song? Yeah, because you think of yeah. now. The where reason, does it come up in Benny and June? I think it's I've at never the end. It. I think it's at the end. Uh-huh. It's, it's at like the part where they're ending. being quirky. Yeah. Uh, I think I, I remember I, I had a best of CD from a Target at one point. That was when Ooh. like a store could have a music collection. Mm-hmm. I think there was like um, my, my version of it in the 80s when I was a kid when we still had records was like the, there was like the, the K-Tel 10 yeah, best Like a songs. television advertising. It, it was like the record label put out the 10 best Mm-hmm. Something. I mean, that makes a little more like sense. Like a proto, now that's what I call music. I don't know what that is. Uh, that's something that people who are, we, well, Jordan and I uh, have often discussed things that are really emotionally important to people who are three years younger than us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we are maybe one or two years too old to be in the now that's what I call music generation, purely speaking. Sure. Uh, but yeah, like a series of annual greatest hits albums uh, that metastasized into many things. Now that's what I call country. Now that's what I call jock jams. Oh. <laughs> now that's yeah, what I, I think call... it's like in the like at the height of the like boy band era. It was yeah. like a collection yeah. of the, the boy. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's so... where you'd get your genie in a bottle if you didn't want to buy the whole Christina. Mm-hmm. I would buy the jock album. jams one, I think. I sometimes like to As think a about that. As a big jock. You like jammer. to just think about how pumped you like to get? Well, there's one song that I do love. Y'all ready for this? That's just fun. The quintessential jock jam. That's, I mean, that's really the only one I need. I could just download it. But anywho, I um, <laughs> I think that I've never read the word Timbler or whatever. Yeah. Because I've never gotten past the first Tembler? sentence of an article about an earthquake because it starts to scare me. Oh, yeah. Um, I was not scared. I was just like you. I, I you know... I moved here right after 9-11, the first, the real one, not like mm-hmm. 9-11, 2008. And I, nothing could scare me. I'd already been through the worst. You're was, not just uh, identifying what part of the calendar year you, no. you moved here? It was real mid, You're not just telling us mid-September mm-hmm. is when you moved to Los Angeles. <laughs> I moved, no, I moved in January 2002. So that was like the craziest thing that I'd lived through so far. And then I didn't feel an earthquake at all for the first few years that I was here. And it probably wasn't until like uh, between 2005, 2010 that I started feeling them. And and I remember they happen so quick that the only way I can describe it to people is, especially if you're in bed, you wake up in the middle of the night and you go, oh, did someone just jump on my bed like an animal? You don't have an animal. You go, well, that couldn't be it. Is it a ghost? And then it sounds like someone is banging down your front door and this all happens in a split second. And after it's all over, which is within five seconds, you go, oh, that was an earthquake. And it, you go, okay, and that's it. And I always I always end up blaming it on – I do have an animal. I always uh-huh. end up blaming it on my panda. <laughs> Are you <laughs> supposed to have a panda? Jump right – yeah. yeah. I think a fortune teller told me. I went to a fortune teller five or, five or eight years ago. Yeah. Um, I asked her what my future held. And she said, you're supposed to have a panda. Mm. I said – so- <laughs> teach, it, teach it to fuck. <laughs> teach the panda to fuck. <laughs> Or they're going to take it right. and make it into food at that NoHo diner. This yeah. line indicates that you're a patient lover. Right. And this <laughs> line indicates you should teach those skills to a <laughs> Right. That you perform better when there's an in animal ca- looking. So, like, in, in a spiritual way, you were supposed to have a panda. But are yeah. you allowed legally to have a panda? I mean, I'm 
worried about this. I don't think there's anything in the rule book that says that I can't have a panda. I feel mm-hmm. like you might want to edit this out. Because I, mean, I, I certainly can't play baseball. But. I, I really think this is not allowed. Yeah. Well, we, he, are we, are, yeah, are we confessing legally, to a crime? His problem is he can't hit a goddamn curveball. It's <laughs> not that there's right. a rule against pandas playing baseball. Yeah. If there, he just chokes. If he could, he chokes. If he could hit the if he could hit the hook, then I'd have mm-hmm. him out there playing for the San Diego Padres right now. Sorry, Franchi Cordero. <laughs> Bad news for you, buddy. You just got cut. Need a roster spot for Mr. Spots. Now this ties in with the name Aust- of my panda. Sure. With Australia Johnny Depp and Weird Animals. Uh huh. Wait, Three. when were we discussing Johnny Depp? Benny and Benny. Benny. Oh, okay. And I have not seen the film. Okay. Well, he's Benny from the film Benny. He's and in okay. it, being one of his eccentric characters. This is yeah. like he makes some <laughs> rolls dance with forks in them. That's all I remember. Oh, that's right, because he does a little Buster Keaton thing. Yeah. This is like '90s Depp. Yeah. yeah. This is like Scissorhands era. Okay. Sure. Anywho, this is a, when he was a beloved madman. Beloved. <laughs> beloved eccentric. Sure. Now and. Like, but with the face of a model. Yeah. And so in now recently, Johnny Depp and his ex now ex-wife, they had to make a video saying, we're sorry we took these wild animals out of Australia. And it looked like a hostage oh, yeah. video. So I'm I don't want to have to see you have to make one right. of these videos about your panda sure. after you get caught having uh, endangered species in your home as a pet when you could just have a dog. Do you just want to have a marsupial? I don't think uh, pandas are marsupials. Are no, they? I've, I'm, what I'm saying is Depp. Why yeah. was he bringing animals out of Australia? I actually think that, and the ones they were bringing were dogs. It wasn't even that the animals. Oh, they were just Australian, was, Australian breed of dogs. Were they dingoes? <laughs> Had you noticed a lot of babies were being eaten yeah. in America? No, I don't know. It was something, something, yeah. something, a dog or something. I bet when you're Depp, you know, and you, there's just a point where you're like, all right. What do I do now? You know, yeah. you're like, you, I have to find some other crazy thing to start doing. I think then... Nicolas Cage was probably pumped when uh, all this crazy stuff about Johnny Depp came out. Mm-hmm. He said, well, I'm like that, but not toxic. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. It's still it's still fun <laughs> still to like fun. and talk yeah. about me. Yes. Well, do you guys know there's a story that came and went because this world is so crazy. Mm-hmm. This about a month ago. Nick Cage. Oh boy! In in I'm not too far from here. Stealing myself. It's not bad. Okay. He just got very drunk and sang by himself at a Koreatown karaoke, and it wasn't Freebird, but it was not something unlike that. Don't uh, stop believing. Maybe it's something that you we would built sing. this city, Sweet Home Alabama. No, something you would sing and you'd go. Oh, and then if you find out that person just got divorced that day, you'd go. Oh, I see. Um, what scenes from an Italian restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> and you go, I didn't know he was married. That's specifically getting... about a divorce. I go, I didn't know he was married. Why is he getting divorced? Well, I didn't know he was married because he had only been married two days. He had just gotten married in Vegas. And wow. then it ended. I think maybe he ended it. And he was just doing a lot of drunk karaoke and hmm. being a little unhinged. And I feel like that should be a big story, but it, it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, hey, come on. You're news, like, hey, come on, news this cycle. is not yes. normal. <laughs> <laughs> With all the claps. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I yeah, I mean, I I I I hope that Nicolas Cage continues to be a beloved weirdo. My, I think that's like a good beloved weirdo yeah. moment, right? Yeah, like, that you seems know. great. There's yeah. no uh, there's no assault of any kind in it, as far as we know. Nothing no. evil is that that I heard there in that. No, unless he bribed the DJ or something. Sometimes people can do that in karaoke, sure. which isn't fair. You don't wait your turn. The but... only assault was on the music of Boston. Thank you. I read the entire uh, crazy Johnny Depp 
feature article. Mm-hmm. Oh, in the Rolling in the Stone? Uh, was it in Rolling Stone? I, think I was so. yeah, mm-hmm. I was going to guess GQ, but yeah, one of those. Yeah. I read it and the whole time I was just like, man, this would be a lot more fun if he wasn't a bad person. Like if he was just a crazy person, yeah. would have strongly mm-hmm. preferred that. Uh I couldn't he just couldn't he just be into uh uh, buying asteroids or something, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Trying to ride a dinosaur. Yeah, no, I know. I think that's uh, that's that is that is that is that is what we need. That is the celebrity we need right now. It's just the like is the like rich the rich mad person who doesn't also have some sort of like toxic violence associated with it. I would be down to be that celebrity. I oh, feel like you're going to take up the mantle? If someone would make me wealthy, I feel like there's a lack of women doing that. Oh, yeah. Couldn't agree more. I yeah. mean, I would love to see... Uh... Where's Portia de Rossi on this? Although, you know what my yeah. favorite... All right, pause my favorite... Well, no, I'll tell it, but I do want to tell you my earthquake story. It's not that great. Yeah. But there was a great article. People can Google it. I think it was in Vanity Fair maybe 10 years ago. So Johnny Carson, we all remember the show. It, Johnny Carson, host of The Tonight Show, the Tonight starring, Show Johnny starring Johnny Carson. Johnny Carson. Mm-hmm. Car- yeah. Carson. So Boston Jen's here. And, um, <laughs> Do you mind if I pock my Carson in Harvard Yard? <laughs> oh, my God. I was I've got to walk 500 miles. <laughs> what if when I pulled up, I was like, can I pack my car here? And you were like, why is she that crazy accent? But I, I'd be like, Tom and Ray Maliazzi. <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> this is the car talk, guys. Oh. They're off the air, right? Yeah, and one Something of them passed happened. away. Oh, that, well, that's a good reason. Yeah, sure. Um, so, what was that? Oh, Johnny Carson, his producer, this guy named Freddie de Cordova. Mm-hmm. Now, Freddie has a rich Beverly Hills wife. They live in this beautiful house, and there's a maid that they have, the housekeeper that lives with them. She's from Mexico. She became the rich Beverly Hills wife's confidant in yeah. the 60s, 70s, whatnot. Anyway, after, I believe it was Freddie's death, um, the housekeeper who loved Mrs. DiCardova a lot moved back to Mexico, but she had tons of money now. And she moves back and she makes a home that is the exact replica of the Beverly Hills DiCardova residence. And then Mrs. DiCardova, after Freddie's death, goes to Mexico and lives with her. <laughs> that's a wow. kind of, yeah. That's a kind of wow. fantastic. Now, not like I don't think they're romantically involved, but they just loved each other so much. I think that kind of eccentric celebrity weirdness, where even the housekeeper's eccentric as well. Sure. The housekeeper, also rich and eccentric, is exciting to me. God. You know who I think could step up and become the female Nicolas Cage that I think who? we all need? Mila Jovovich. Oh, that's an interesting. That's an interesting uh, that's position. A, yeah. What leads you, Jordan? Yes. To believe that beloved actress mm-hmm. Mila Jovovich could become a female Nicolas Cage for our time. Well, I mean, I think you know they kind of they kind of have similar trajectories a little bit. Although you know, I think Mila Jovovich doesn't have the like you know the like big meaty Oscar roles. I think right. you know more genre stuff yeah. for her. And her uncle isn't. Uh, Francis Ford Coppola. It's Uwe Boll. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think, but, you know, kind of a similar, like, you know, person you have warm feelings about. Yeah. But maybe isn't popping up in, you know, huge movies these days. But someone you like and you like hearing from and you like seeing. Um, and probably has a lot of money, but also maybe has to star in weird movies because sometimes they almost run out of money. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I think if she would start channeling some of that 
Yeah. You know. Take it next level. Yeah, exactly. Like, for, like here's the thing. I think Cage has done so much great work because he forces himself to with crazy projects and dinosaur buys. Yeah. yeah. So he gets out there and has to do these <laughs> wild movies. So I think maybe the spending is to push himself creatively. Yeah. And I just want to say, Mila, if you're out there, um, you know, fucking get out there. Uh, hunt for the Sasquatch for a year. Uh-huh. Come up empty, yeah. empty-handed, and then you just have to be in a bunch of weird movies that pop up on Netflix. Well, I do have a Mila Jovovich story that might support that fact. Please, I would love, to, I would love to hear it. Back when I was just a young thing living in New York, mm-hmm. I was going to say in the twenties, in my twenties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I used the to, roaring your twenties, the roaring my twenties. <laughs> right. I used to run a comedy night um, with my friend Patrick Borelli. Now works on. Jimmy Fallon, thank you. Uh, he, You're welcome. <laughs> I said thank you because I couldn't think of the name, and I almost said Johnny Carson. Yeah. I know him as James Fallon. Sure. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we're, we're <clears throat> you know, we're pretty close. He has some dignity when he hangs out with mm-hmm. me. Oh, I see. You're taking it that not that I'm more familiar with him. It's that you guys have a dignified friendship. Yeah, he and I respect each other. Now, I've never met Jimmy Fallon, but I feel I'd be on a Jimmy basis with him. He yeah. respects. He respects the fact that I have my own NPR show. Right. I respect the fact that he's so good at beer pong. <laughs> I just call him uh, guy who's on screen during the Universal Studios tour. <laughs> That's how I oh, refer to him. Great gig. Well, anyway, yeah. we, it was in this God, place called the, the called the Gershwin Hotel, cute little boutique hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know Chelsea area, and you know, in the back room we did the comedy show. There was a bar, Adorbs. Well, it was almost like a youth hostel vibe, and the rumor was because we'd always see her in the lobby that Mila Jovovich had. A room in that hotel that was just for her clothing. It was just mm. her closet. Mm. And looking that's, back, see, that's, that's on that, the way. That's good. But looking back, I thought, you know, I at the time thought that was so extravagant. But if you've ever <laughs> now you think it's downright mm. practical. Well, if you've ever really <laughs> seen a room in a youth hostel, they're pretty small. It probably was like five hundred dollars a month sure. at the most. Mm-hmm. And her closet was probably had to be maybe where she stored certain things because of, you know, now you look, you go, oh, if that's like your thing, you're you're into designers or maybe there's costumes. you I don't know why she would need you it. You think but. it was cheap. It was a cheaper than a self-storage. Yeah, I think it was one of those things where it had to – it was like a business expense, almost like having an office. But it was like, oh, wow, because you pictured that she just had so many clothes that she would have to drive down here. But I don't think it was clothes – your everyday right. clothes. And maybe it's like she stored all her clothes in a youth hostel because she likes when her clothes smell like weed. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's you – know. it's But I think there's something to that that says she could tip. Mm. Oh, that would be into, beautiful. Yeah. I mean obviously – I've I've seen her a lot at the infrared sauna. Sure, yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's nice. <laughs> Are you nude in the infrared sauna? <laughs> I'm sorry. That's I mean I'm sure. I'm yes. I, yes. Okay. Okay. You can go in a bathing suit, but you're by yourself. Okay. You know it's, this segment's in minute thirty nine. This technically is an infrared sauna now. <laughs> right. It does feel like one. It you're alone in your own little room. Gotcha. So it's I usually a... just wear a white towel. Okay. Because I don't even like to be nude in front of myself half the time. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't always feel. Great. Jordan's cool with it. I think when you're sitting at with I, my own, I am cool with my own nudity. Yeah, it's love terrifying. To, love to, to me. love to display out. <laughs> Not your nudity. Your nudity is very beautiful to me. Mm, thank you. Oh, that's my sweet. Yeah. good friend. My own nudity yes, is terrifying. That's how to I me. feel. Too. I don't want to share my nudity with anyone. Yeah. I hesitate to share it with my beloved wife. <laughs> <laughs> And she I appreciates it. I'm just kidding. Were it not necessary for for important activities that the two of us pursue together, right, shared right. hobbies. 
uh, I don't think I would ever appear naked in front of anyone. I kind of like strolling around the house nude these days. I feel like I like look a little better than I have in the past couple of years. So yeah. I like love strolling around and catching myself in the mirror and going, "Oh, hey, look at this!" Hey there, Frankie Broadshoulders. Sure. When I come Doing home the breaststroke. From, from something, just if I've been out all day or yeah. something, I, the first thing I do, just I like a toddler, I rip all my clothes off and I walk sure. around naked and then I put everything back in its place. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever, whatever it hasn't been. You know, mm-hmm. too worn. I hang it back up, but for some reason, it's like oh, the freedom. But I don't like to catch a look in the mirror. But right, anyway, I kind of like I that. I'm thinking of installing some more mirrors just so I can wow. catch a few more looks. You've got a healthy, healthy sense of self, yeah. which I love. Maybe a nice kitchen mirror for when because I'm you will nude, it. pouring a glass of juice. <laughs> You'll regret it when you're older that you right. didn't appreciate this youthful body that you right. now have. Yes, I now realize I have this never beautiful, tight, thirty-seven-year-old frame. That's right. I have that... never lived alone, ah. uh, I, unless you count a single dorm room. Mm-hmm. I think that counts. Does that count? I mean, you're not in a cabin by yourself, but you shut the door at night and mm-hmm. you're the only one sleeping yeah. in there. But I definitely, the, as the two of you describe your personal nudities, mm-hmm. I do feel that way in a hotel room. Oh, When I go. enter a hotel room that I, I, that I have to myself, yeah. c- clothes are off. I'm having me time. Mm-hmm. Do you do the robe at all, or does that weird you out? If I get a, if I get, if it gets brisk, I'll put on the robe. But you know, the robe. I'm a six foot three inch, two hundred and ten pound man. Right, Jen. The robe on me looks like a like a sexy lady's robe from a sexy commercial. <laughs> yeah. And it's short and like yeah. a, like where the la- like, where like a lady still is still like into her husband. Like you're Cary Grant and you have to answer the door and bringing up baby. Well, yeah, yeah, it's like it's like not a functional robe. It's like this better be off in five seconds because I'm so hot mm. in this robe. It has a roughly like a sports coat length. Yeah, you know, just covers my just covers my parts, but it leaves my stems out. And the thing oh. is, is my stems are so devastating. I worry if I had to answer the I'm door. Sure. They, you know, it would only highlight my gams. That's why you can't get room service. Or if you do, you have to make sure you're still dressed. This mostly happens in my 1920s, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and you're in the roaring your 1920s. Yes. Um, Uh, In a hotel room, I love to take off all the clothes, blast the air conditioning, just like splay out and watch a nice Family Guy rerun (laughs) on on like TV-ass TV. Mm. I'll Mm. be... That's nice. I'll sit back, put my feet up, and watch Sports Center. Mm. Who knew that Sports mm. Center even? St- you know, it's 2019. You can just ask the internet what happened in sports. Yeah, and you don't have to wait through a bunch of college baseball highlights. Mm. Uh, but I don't care when I'm in that hotel room. I'll put my butt out right on that bedspread and flick it to old ESPN. I'll check that little card next to the remote control that says what channel's which. Yes. Always a helpful card. Give me the sports center. I want to hear some fun catchphrases mm. associated with some skiing highlights. <laughs> now, let me ask you this. Please. I had uh, – I will eventually tell you my experience of the earthquake. But I got into uh, – I had some dissenting opinions uh, uh, reflected back at me after I tweeted From about something. Clarence Thomas? No, he was actually on my side. Okay. And I couldn't believe it. Because but he wouldn't say anything out loud. Right. You're like, you're, you back me up. You've got sure. my back for once. 
for once. Yet you maintain your silence as per usual. And he wouldn't even tweet his opinion. I mean, he wrote it on a piece of paper, handed it to someone. <laughs> they took a photo of it. Oh, they tweeted it to me. It got okay. to me weeks later. But I got to a hotel. Uh, I don't know where I was. Philadelphia, something like that. And the room service ended at 11 p.m. And I got in the room at 10.55. I didn't know what time room service stopped because I didn't ask. Yeah. And I went to find the menu. I couldn't find the menu. I called down. They weren't What do you have a hankering for at this point? Just food. I hadn't eaten in like eight hours. And I'm a vegetarian, so it's probably not much. But I'm like at least French fries. Something. Just fill me up with some carbs. Something. So the phone's – so now it's like 11.58.59 or 10.58.59, blah, blah, blah. So then I finally go, oh, no. This is one of those hotels where the – Food menu is on the TV. Mm. Oh, I wow. so I tr- you know the remote never. I don't know what it is. Not a masturbation sticky joke, but the remotes <laughs> never seem to have like good batteries right. in them. So I'm like it where the batteries it on. should be, there's sticky masturbation like, stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're just jokes, masturbation jokes, all yeah. jammed up in there. <laughs> right. <laughs> so just then, like put, so written on little scrolls and jammed in there. So I put yeah, on the turn TV. on the black light. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I, I get, and this is for our hotel customers that frequent hotels such as I. The Mario Lopez starts going on over the movies, and I'm like, shut up. And I'm hitting the thing so hard <laughs> to get to guide that it just starts flipping around, and now I've rented a kid's movie. I'm trying to get to the sure. menu. And like, I, oh, no, sing, too. <laughs> so I call downstairs. Oh, this is fun. James Corden's really giving it his all. <laughs> I call downstairs, and I'm like, I can't get the menu to work on the room service thing. They're like, we just closed. And I was like, gah, gah, gah. if your thing had been on a piece of paper when I opened right. the drawer, Thank this wouldn't you. have happened. But was it actually on the TV? Were you right about that? Yes. Okay. Would they not give you food? They're like, we just closed, and we were really busy tonight, so we really don't have anything, and they only had like wilted. They literally go, "We have a Caesar salad. It's like pretty wilted." I was like, "Forget it." What you eat? Oh, I got into the mini bar and I had like Pringles, yeah, and uh, peanuts or something. Yeah. Jordan and I just uh, got off tour. Hashtag Summer Boys. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, well, for one thing, anybody who wants to go to the uh, Maximum Fun page on YouTube can watch our full Boston show. Yeah. Our friends Stuart Wellington and Lamont Price, two very funny dudes. Yeah, that was great. They really they really made a nice video of that show. So if you want a, just a, a bonus JJ Go this week that you can watch, get on over there. So we stayed in a variety of hospitality yeah. sites. Mm-hmm. We stayed in a Airbnb apartment that smelled sickeningly of cigarette smoke, and uh, we couldn't figure out how to turn on the HVAC. Uh, so we just sort of uh. sweated cigarette smoke through the night. Uh, that was a rough one. We stayed in a few kind of Courtyard by Marriott's that were very lovely. Mm-hmm. What was the other thing that's like Courtyard by Marriott we stayed at? Holiday Inn Express. Holiday Inn Express was mm. – Holiday Inn Express delivered. That was the oh, that was the hotel experience. You I don't know. need a concierge. No. I just want a clean, comfortable room, Tom Baudet. So, <laughs> but the, I know who that is. The one that the Motel one that six, was Motel Six spokesman. Yeah. Wait, wait, don't tell me. Something. The one that was the most interesting to me was we stayed in a sad business person's hotel. Ooh! But it was a ho- it was a happy place for sad business persons. So it was <laughs> like the hotel itself was not sad. 
It was like an ex. It was an all sweets. I know exactly what you're talking about. I feel like those come through for you sometimes too. Yeah, and you go and they all and they have a big convenience store with a lot of items in it that all cost Mm -hmm. a normal amount of money, not a hotel amount of money. Yep. You can go down and get your Pringles for seventy five cents or whatever. I had some nice almonds from that. You get your mac and cheese in Seattle. Yeah, I stayed at that place in Seattle. I was just gonna say it was a dream. It's It's a dream, and it's it's not gross. I'm like this is. Everything that's great about capitalism. Yeah. Someone mm-hmm. figured out a formula that delivers a sad business person exactly what they need for, and I'm not going to say what our room rate was, but it was extremely reasonable. Very reasonable. Oh, yeah. Extra, for, for a suite. I mean, it's a legit living room, a kitchen. You could yeah. cook if you wanted. Yeah. Well, in one of our Airbnbs, I got in and discovered that the bed was a bare mattress with a throw on top. No. No, yeah. no. We it had to give felt... out two very bad Airbnb reviews. Mm-hmm. Brian is nodding because he's the one who penned the poison letter. What, you couldn't do it yourself? Well, Brian is the one who booked the room. He's the producer. Oh, got it. Okay. Jennifer, yeah. I thought you were I'm di- talent, Jennifer. I, I thought you were dictating to him. Like... Jennifer Kirkman, <laughs> I am talent. I am talent. Uh, I don't even think what Johnny Depp did is as bad as what you're doing right now. Okay, look, we've done, we've talked too <laughs> Can much. Can I say one no, more wait. thing yes. about why I think Mila Jovovich is a good choice? Yeah. And then I want to hear about Jim's yes. earthquake. And, and I was going to say, we when you come into that place, yeah. that's when you Gilbert Grape the joint. Speaking of Johnny Depp, you burn it down. Oh, I've never seen that either. Oh, well, I just told you the ending. They burn uh, the house down because no. the mom's too fat. That sounds funny. Maybe I mean, you should 21 exactly Jump Street it, infiltrate a high school <laughs> pretending to be a teenager. I don't know. Are there any Ed Wood references you can make? <laughs> no. Uh, no. That's sorry. okay. Um, Mila Jovovich is good like Nicolas Cage because she is not – she's not – because she's talented. You know, we're right. not we're not laughing at Cage because he's untalented. We're laughing because he's outrageous. Right. Mila Jovovich is uh, – you know, she she's not picking Oscar movies, but she elevates everything she's in. She gives it her all. Yeah. And even if it's cheesy, even if it's the eighth Resident Evil movie or whatever – She's in there fucking doing stunts, delivering one-liners, and doing a great job. We always like to see her, and we want to see more. So I think that is why she is a great future Nicolas Cage. Wow. I feel like fireworks should go off the right end. now. The end. Oh, we'll do yours. Four spaces, And guys. Mila Jovovich. She's in Fifth <laughs> Element. Oh, that speech made more sense than what Trump said on Fourth of July. <laughs> that could have been that could have been our nation's address. Yeah. What you just said. If Corbin Dallas multipass to vote for something that she says. Anyway, if only we had voted for Jordan for president. Yeah, I voted. Don't hey. I write it in every seen, time. You guys have seen my bumper sticker. Don't blame me. I voted for Jordan. Sure. I write you in every time. Thank I just you. didn't I know if I was uh, okay to admit it because they say people who wrote in, that's why we have Trump. But no. it's. I say if everyone wrote in Jordan, we wouldn't have Trump. So don't blame Thank me. Thank you. 2020 is my year, I think. I think so. Generally, I want a candidate oh. that reflects my values, and I didn't feel the so-called mainstream candidates right. reflected my values. That's, That's right. why I voted for Jordan. Sure, I'm the I only want... one singing songs about Fifth Element. <laughs> I want a candidate who's not afraid to sing songs about the Fifth Element. It's true. I want a candidate who, when I want to talk about 
uh, the the Dreamcast game Seaman, mm-hmm. where you talk, you had to develop a little guy inside a fishbowl by talking into your video game mm-hmm. controller. I want a candidate who knows what I'm talking about. Sure. Yes. And I don't think Elizabeth Warren has a plan for does that. She walk around nude, proud of her body. She probably doesn't. <laughs> she, yeah, does. she, she does seem straight. like she would. Yeah, well, yeah, now yeah. really quick, last thing. Yeah. I tweeted that I was upset about that. Oh hotel yeah. Menu. Oh right, right, right. And people were There's like, I, I work in hotels, and this saves paper. I'm like, don't give me your environmental crap. That one piece of paper in every room like yeah. we're so what are you an australian gone. boyfriend <laughs> all right crocodile dundee <laughs> um, amazing amazing but how, how, what, uh, oh, i yes. got shamed for not being environmentally con- conscientious enough and i was like listen we're it's past the tipping point a piece of paper i'll recycle it after it's not like you wait the piece of paper stays it's not like a new one every time sure. how about this write it on a fucking chalkboard Chalkboard is a great solution. would be great. Problem solved. Chalkboards for everybody. You know, you know who gets campaign promise. Yeah, you know whose personal chef gives them all their menus on a chalkboard. Mila Jovovich. Is that true? I hope so. Why not? Why couldn't it be, Jordan? Uh, It's your job to prove me wrong. Can't do it. That's what I've learned when I sat down. Unless I can prove something, I yeah. can't have an opinion. This is an evidence-based yeah. podcast. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne. One of the hosts of the show. I'm known as America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. I'm not really known as that, Jordan. Yeah? Yeah. You're not really known as the boy to take. It's just a thing we've been saying for <laughs> 20 true. years. We no, I've legally changed my name. Oh, have you? Yeah. But you changed your name to Barnaby. <laughs> I've seen your ID. Right, sure. And it, that stands for boy detective. <laughs> Barnaby. Yeah. Boy detective. Yeah, it makes yeah, sense. Break it down. Makes a, makes a ton of sense. It hey, sure Jordan. does. We've got a Los Angeles live show coming up on July 24th. Hey, we sure do. At Angel City Brewery in downtown L.A. Yeah, uh, great guests on this program. Uh, Allie Gertz will do be doing uh, music and goofing around with us. Uh, she, of course, from the uh, from the Everything's Coming Up Simpsons podcast. Uh, ECUS. And uh, Mike Mitchell and Nick Weiger, the Doughboys themselves, uh, will also be joining us on that show. From the podcast, The Doughboys. That's the one. And, uh, oh, the the Story Break guys. Oh, yeah. That... Story Break's going to open for us, babe. It's going to be a jam-packed show uh, July 24th at Angel City Brewery. Uh, tickets on sale now. Can I tell you, when I called you babe, it reminded me of my old barber, Jerry. Mm. And uh, that made because because he, he was a chill L.A. guy who right. could call you babe mm-hmm. in a chill way. Yeah. Hey, babe, how are you? And then I wondered if Jerry died. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> I wonder if he's still alive. Uh, where are we getting those tickets for that show? Uh, we're going to MaximumFun.org slash SummerBoysOfSummer. That's MaximumFun.org slash SummerBoysOfSummer. This is the grand finale of the Summer Boys of Summer Tour, Jordan. Yeah. And you know what? This is probably going to be the best show of the whole goddamn thing. It's certainly- It's going to be tight. 
it certainly won't be much like the other shows since we will have been forced to write new material <laughs> by the fact that we put out some of sure. the other shows on the on the oh, podcast. I think we can reuse some stuff. <laughs> All right. All right. I I accept your challenge. All right. Jordan, uh you can also watch a full episode uh, from the Summer Boys of Summer Tour, our Boston show, which we mentioned earlier, on the Maximum Fun Facebook page, or just you know, you just search for uh, Jordan Jesse Go Boston. Yeah, it'll probably come up if you do. That. You know, I threw it up on the old Jordan Jesse Go Facebook page too. Oh, so if you like us on work. there, the show's right there. For I put you. it in the Flophouse Facebook group. Cool. Yeah, because Stewart was on the show. Yeah, because Stewart was on the show. Exactly. Nice. You think Lamont Price has a Facebook group? I mean, it'd fans be, of be a great place. Very funny to, Boston comedian Lamont it Price. It would be a great place to put the link if he does. Remember when he talked about how he's always wanted to turn into a werewolf? I sure do, and I enjoyed it a <laughs> that lot. It was great. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Hey, we've also got something up this week, Jordan, on the Jumbotron. We That's sure where do. our listeners can uh, drop a little dough and get their personal or uh, commercial message shared with the world. It's for our listeners only. It's a little something special for the. For the tuppies out there. Very nice. Uh, this is a commercial message uh, from the podcast, Beach Too Sandy, Water Too Wet. It is a comedy podcast featuring dramatic readings of one-star reviews. Whether Pat's ice is too cold, Sam's server is too nice, or Yosemite doesn't feature enough 7-Elevens, prepare for both laughter and eye-rolling. Each week, hosts Alex and Christine cover a new topic, such as strip clubs in Vegas, ghost tours in New Orleans, or DMVs in Phoenix. They delve into the cesspools of Yelp, TripAdvisor, and more to find you the best of the worst. Listen to Beach Too Sandy, Water Too Wet, wherever you get your podcasts. You know, we're not charging enough money for this. Let's charge, let's charge instead of $200. For the Jumbotron? Yeah. Let's yeah. charge $200,000. Okay. Well, beach too sandy, water too wet. You were the last $200 Jumbotron. Not true. Not true. I'm sending oh, them Oh, we're sending in. them I'm okay. invoicing yeah. them right now. They're right. 199900 $199,800 right. $199, short on their bill. Water too wet, beach too yeah. sandy. It's a good thing you're going to gain so many listeners from this notice that you'll be able to afford that. They better be. They better be plugging Jordan Jesse Go on water too wet, beach too sandy. Yeah, because if they're not, sometimes I worry. Bam! Right in the podcast. Oh, punch you right in your dirty podcast. Right in the podcast schnoz. Mm-hmm. Jen Kirkman will probably. You think Jen Kirkman will plug Jordan Jesse Go on her podcast? Hundred percent. Hey, thanks. Yeah, that's confirmed. Great. You know why? Jen Kirkman's a good friend, unlike Beach Too Wet, Water Too Sandy. Yeah. Yeah. Not giving us 190000 some odd dollars. Yeah. We deserve it. We've been doing this for 12 years. I need it. For all, stuff. All of my children live in this. They all share a bedroom. <laughs> Jordan shares a bedroom with his cat, Bug. No, I, <laughs> I sleep in the living room now. <laughs> we need more bedrooms. Yeah. It's only $200,000. What were you going to do with it anyway? Invest it. What kind of future is there in Trump's America? Yeah. Just gonna, give it to us. Going to buy two Teslas and crash them together? Or, Actually, that would be cool. You should do or that. Or crash Pelosi's Teslas. Pelosi's America. Mm-hmm. I take no stance on political issues as an NPR news reporter. Or, There's no future in either of those Americas. I think balances it out enough so that I don't lose my NPR show. Yeah, that's a nice neutral statement. Thank you. Mm-hmm. 
or Lyndon LaRouche's America. Sure. That's why I voted for one Jordan D. Moore. Right. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Jen Kirkman, guest. Jen, uh, oh, before we start the next segment, I do want to ask you what happened to you in the earthquake because we, we mashed past it several times. I mean, and it, people it's are not that dying great. to know. No, but you know. I just, I feel, I feel the same way that Jesse does where I, I never thought of myself as afraid of earthquakes and I'm a very neurotic person with a history of panic and anxiety. I used to have a fear of flying, I used to have a fear of this, fear of heights. It would only seem natural that I had a fear of earthquakes. I really pride myself on the fact that I thought, I know there's the big one, but the odds are not going to happen, you know, in my lifetime. And then these articles started coming out that, oh, it's going to happen in the next 30 years and it's going to be so big that the whole West Coast will be devastated and blah, blah, blah. Now, this was this particular two earthquakes were not along the San Andreas Fault. There was two new faults. Fine. Anyway, I was particularly taking it personally because it was over the July 4th weekend. <laughs> and and I didn't go anywhere. I didn't vacation. I've, mm-hmm. I'm working on some things trying to get some work going. So I was writing. And it's a good time to sit and write because everyone else is on vacation and your phone's not ringing with a last minute meeting or a thing or a thing. And I was working on making my place just like really relaxing. And both times that the earthquakes happened, I I have a ton of candles in my place. I lit every candle. And (laughs) 4th of July morning, I made some fresh pot of coffee Poured a little gasoline on the mm. carpet. <laughs> Just splay it out that week's newspapers. I do that anyway because so I love the smell. You can read them all. Don't you love that that gasoline smell when you go to the oh, gas station? Yeah. Mm. yeah, so I bring oh. some home. I pour mm. it on the ground. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Especially if I'm trying to focus. If I'm trying to write. Mm-hmm. That gets me in the mood. I think it's the sense memory of that novel I wrote <laughs> at that gas station. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you wrote it when you were working there. Behind the counter? No, I was living just, there. Oh, oh, I see. Okay. You mean Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets? <laughs> yeah. One of the best you of the series. don't get enough credit One of the for best that. of the series. I don't. No credit you know for who that. gets too much? J.K. Rowling. Yeah. I mean. At least, at bare minimum, it should be 50-50, given that I wrote it at that Well, that was what you signed up for when you decided to be a ghostwriter. You're That's not true. supposed to reveal. That's true. I thought it meant that I would get to, you know, go through walls yeah. and... Oh, no, it's not literal. It's not literal. Well, I took it literally. I wasn't familiar with figurative language at the time. (laughs) All I wrote was the crimes of Grindelwald. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't get shit for it. Jen Kirkman wrote her detective novel. Mm. It's called Boy Detective. Weird, so I've been meaning to sue you. Okay. Okay, Okay, sorry. Wait, are you? Is this you serving me my papers? Yes. Well, I don't have them on me. Oh, okay. Just know that they're coming. Okay. Um, But basically, anyway, so award people. Oh well, you know you're not going to know. Just like an earthquake, you won't know when. Whoa! Everyone, everyone, you know, you're decorating your room because everyone has their process. In your case, process server. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Sure. But, yeah. Uh huh. Well, so I'm. So you your know, house was full of light candles, candles, coffee on, great, blah blah. All of a sudden, 
the earthquake happens, and normally, like I said earlier, they're five seconds. This one was going and rolling. Yeah. Now, I live in a condo that's fairly new. I think it was built five years ago, and I think it's on those rollers that you hear about, which is mm. really good for, you know, not shattering and collapsing a building. It, 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 but it felt like I was on a boat, and I immediately went to Twitter where you go when you want a sense of community, and everybody was saying the same thing. This one woman said her vertigo got ticked off mm. and she had to lay down. I seriously felt... It went on for so long, and I stood in a doorway, which someone told me that's – we don't do that anymore. We go I under love tables. earthquake Twitter, by the way. Earthquake Twitter is – it's it's so – it really is a bond. It made me feel mm. good. And I don't know why they're so mad about the Little Mermaid casting. I don't know what that has <laughs> to do with <laughs> that's separate. being into earthquakes. I don't know. But it was it was just it, – it really shook me in a way that um, – Sometimes when you're in an airplane, even if you're not afraid, the turbulence is not good for your adrenal gland central nervous system. And I right. had that kind of feeling where I went, I'm unsettled even hours later. Then I started reading there's going to be some pretty big aftershocks. And I thought, nah, no, there isn't. I've been here before where I've had a little bit of it. There was a bigger earthquake a few years ago that mm. woke me up in the middle of the night. Some things fell. And I went, then maybe that. And, and you know, whatever. I didn't mm. think You said twice to yourself, housequake. Shut up already. Mm. Exactly. And I went I went about my life with a confidence like you did. Like, no, we had it. And uh, then I, I, the next night, same thing. I had gone out for the day and I came home and I was going to have a nighttime writing night. I lit all the candles again. This <laughs> time, instead of a pot of coffee, I poured myself a glass of wine. Oh, I gosh. said, this is, this is relaxing. Yeah. I'm a one glass of wine at home alone once in a while person. It doesn't yeah. go over one. And I love it. I like to have a and glass of wine it. while I'm watching Home Alone. <laughs> <laughs> Makes it more romantic. Uh-huh. And I, was I like, have this it while I'm so watching relaxing. Home Improvement. Mm. Oh, I wish I could think of one that had home. Home. Home on the Homer Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you have to drink a glass of wine and watch Homer Simpson. <laughs> oh, so I and I mean, and I said, this is just. I'm so happy in my abode. And then that one happened, and I was like. Oh, my fucking God. This might be the big one. Mm -hmm. It was going on for 55 seconds, which is 50 seconds longer than I was used to. And I'm, again, like, oh, my God, it's getting... And it was getting worse and worse as the seconds went by. And I filmed it, and my doors and my deck were shaking, and people were screaming. There were the sounds of screams outside. And I was like, this is not going to end well. Like, I didn't think my building was going to collapse, but I just... I just thought, no, this is not good. And by the way, whereas the night before I said there aren't going to be more, I thought this is just going to keep happening every day. The big one's coming. And then I read about it, and that was a 7.1, 50 miles closer to us than the 150 miles away had been. And it was a different fault line and a totally different earthquake. It was not the aftershock. And and I I have never shook. It looked like bad acting. My hands were shaking <laughs> such as I'm doing now. And it was my heart was racing. My Fitbit. She is, for the people listening at home, she is shaking her My hands. Fitbit went to 12 minutes of heart rate activity and I hadn't done any. Like I, I was apoplectic and I was like, I, I just started packing a suitcase. I don't know where I was going. <laughs> and my dad called and I go, I think I'm coming home to Boston. He's like, your mother and I at the casino. I go, well, I don't have to. I can get. I can just go stay with my sister. I mean, yeah. I was going. Did they leave a key or something? No, I go stay with my sister. And okay. I was just going crazy. And I just eventually didn't ever. But I would have had enough time to get to LAX and get on the last JetBlue flight. It was weird that the earthquake lasted long enough that you could have multiple plans during the earthquake. Yes. I found that I was – because I was at my cabin, 
my cabin is the like the last thing on a series of you know you to go drive to the end of the road, turn right, drive to the end of the road, turn right, drive to the end of the road, turn right. Yeah. Like outside of of course Skip and Jerry and Debbie, and of course Skip's wife Sherry. I don't mean to leave her, leave her out. My neighbors. There's nobody else around, you know, just trees and bears. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, <sighs> so I'm in there thinking, like, if this road gets cut off, the one road, it's 100% a Lord of the Flies situation with me and Skip and, and those Sherry, bears, yeah. Jerry, Debbie, uh, Teresa, my kids, and Ben Harrison and his wife, mm-hmm. Rachel, who was who were also there. And uh, when we would – when it would start – and there was a long series of aftershocks after the larger one. Yes. We'd, my wife and I would run upstairs to where the kids were asleep uh, and look at them. And I'd have to make the and ultimate— And make sure they weren't changing into earthquake zombies. <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate parenting choice, which is like, do we like drag them out of their beds? Yeah. But look, they're sleeping like little mm-hmm. angels. And every time we went with little angels— which, yeah, there's no reason to wake them unless you have to evacuate. Or just from now on, kids sleep in a doorway. Oh, yeah. No, it's under a table now. Oh, really? Is yeah, it doorways, they say they're not made like they used to be. Because it's not 10 and 2 anymore. Where do you have your hands when you drive? I drive with my feet. No, I don't know. One on the shift. One on the shifter. Right. I'm a cool and then uh, one in <laughs> I just I still have not recovered. Like if I hear a noise, I jump. Yeah. And and I just went, what am I doing with my life? Why don't I go move back to New York mm-hmm. where all we had was some mild terrorism now and again? But sure. The, the fact that I live here when you can't plan for an earthquake, I get, you know, my every place has its stuff, tornado, hurricane, but yeah. you usually get a little warning. Sure. And I and then I started reading up on it and realizing all the things that can happen as a result of one, like the gas could just blow up. You know, the whole building could blow right. up. if in order the, the entire city of San Francisco could burn to the ground. Exactly. The fires that, that get caused because it's not good. And I, I have just shoes went, under my bed. My friend told me to put shoes under my bed yeah. so then I, when you run out of the house, you're not stepping on glass. Oh, that's smart. I, I always have a pair the... of like Ugg boots near my bed because I take them off right before bed. That's so nice. I feel like that's the same. Yeah. But I have – well, so I've had three earthquake kits forever. I wear Ugg boots to bed. Oh, you do? Well, me – It feels great. The, get the wool between your toes. Mm. It feels nice. I mean I knew you weren't comfortable with nudity, but I didn't realize how far it went. Yeah, well, boots, I wear, boots to bed. I wear a third Ugg boot over my junk. Yes, that is his... correct. Guilty as charged. You <laughs> flushed me out, Jennifer. He died with his boots on, his Ugg boots. Sure. This ain't, this ain't your daddy's war. <laughs> <laughs> it's comfier. <laughs> okay. It's kind of a cozy, so anyway, we have something important lazy to cover Sunday. Here. Yeah. Jordan, we have something important that we promised yes. our listeners. We had this segment called The Coliseum. It's run its course. We're sunsetting it after this week's program. Yes. But we have one challenge left. One final call. We've been asking our listeners to call in and answer questions about themselves. We've been counting the number of responses and then having Brian report them back to us. We found out that many fewer than I expected of our listeners have been to a Tony, Tony, Tony concert before. Mm. Uh, we found out that almost all of our listeners have been on a submarine. <laughs> yeah, or battle submarine. Yes, not battleship submarine. Right, submarine. submarine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Our uh, 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 yes, a lot of our listeners are either like military hardware enthusiasts or went there on a field trip. We found out that a surprising number of our listeners have been to this one restaurant in Vancouver. Sure. What was that? Vidges. Vidges. Vidges restaurant in Vancouver. A, a listener, a Jordan Jesse Go listener came to our show in Seattle with 
food from the restaurant Vidge's that he brought from Vancouver to us. Amazing. Did he drive? He did, and it was poisoned, but it was still <laughs> very <laughs> thoughtful. Yeah. It was it's just a good an, thing we fed it to those raccoons first. Yeah, it was just an emetic. Die. It was just an emetic. They eventually died of dehydration, of course. Sure, sure. Um, because of the you know losing their fluids. Right. But uh, you know what I found out about that Vidges, Jordan? Hmm. You know who's been to that restaurant? Jordan Jesse Go listener Dave Shumka. Mm. That's right, Dave yeah. Shumka, host of Stop Podcasting Yourself. Shumka loves to eat. I love that guy. That guy's one of the best guys do you there know, is. Do you actually know Dave or are I you? I think so. I think I've done his podcast. Is mm, that possible? You went on, you, you on a podcast in Vancouver. It was probably stop podcasting that yourself. Was. Yeah, Dave Shumka. I just Dave Shumka tweeted at me about it today. I think he's a few weeks mm. few weeks behind on the program. I just want to tell Dave Shumka. This is I'm speaking to the Dave Shumka of the future, mm. but when he catches up with this episode, mm. Dave Shumka, I love you very much. Mm. Maybe, but maybe in the past weeks you've done oh, something shit. terrible. Dave, if that's the case, I've turned clean up you. your act. How, how about this? I'll give Brian. I'll give you a few alts, and in a few weeks, when Dave seems like he's about to catch up, review what he's been up to. Maybe talk to Abby mm-hmm. Shumke's wife, find out what he's been up to, and and just put it in. Dave, I love you so much. Dave, I'm fond of you, but your actions have introduced some ambivalence into my feelings. Dave, I just want you to know you're my worst enemy. I mean, I don't know why you need to do all these. Why don't we just replace Dave with Mila Jovovich? <laughs> and I said I love him, so I should do some. Dave. Yeah, do you want to do some alts? You've, on behalf of all women, you've let me down because I believe women. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That was heavy. Um, and then Dave, uh, you know, you did your best. Yeah, sure. And then Dave, I, a lot of people might not stand by you through this time. Uh, I will do whatever is most politically uh, expedient. Expedient. Yeah. I was going to say expedient. Why didn't I? You should have just. Anyway, said it. Dave, that's how I feel. Uh, and uh, could, should I record a few for Graham real quick? <laughs> Graham Clark, of course, the other co-host of Stop Podcasting. Oh yeah, yourself. I did. That was the podcast I did. Graham, I'm sorry that thing happened to you on the bus. That should cover it. That should cover yeah. pretty much yeah. all the Graham situations. Just basically a crazy thing happened to Graham on the bus. Uh, so the Coliseum, we're one final go-round on this crazy go-round-a-ma-gig. Yeah. Uh, we, got, we got a new goal. We've done as many as we can. We've tried to guess exactly. We've tried to beat each other just mm-hmm. barely. This time on the Coliseum, we're looking for something that only one Jordan Jesse Go listener has done. Now, I want to be clear. This really raises the stakes on people who are responding to this. Right. If this thing that yeah, we describe... Yeah, if it's you, up, you have to call. This is... Don't fuck around. Like, this is really important. Right. This is... This is like... This is like those people who say, well, I, I, it's not my fault in the right. election, but I didn't mm-hmm. vote. Yeah, you got to vote in this one. This one is yeah. on you. This is for all the Mars. This is more important than the 2020 presidential election. Look, we are obviously, 2020 election is important. Vote LaRouche. But what really matters here is if you're the one person that this thing applies to. And we learned there was two listeners in Bosnia. Yeah. Yeah. If the, Bosnia, if the two Bosnians can pipe up. Yeah. Uh, 
so yeah, so Jen, you are welcome to play as well. If you think you can have, we'll we'll do our guesses. Okay. And then if you want to throw in something you think that only one Jordan Jesse Go listener has done, perfect. You yeah. can too. And uh, if you are the final winner of the Coliseum, um, that's an embarrassment for us. Uh, <laughs> but you should enjoy your Starbucks <laughs> gift card, which is the I prize. Got... By the way, there's a Starbucks gift card on the line. I got I got one, and I think it's going to do it. Okay, I think I got one too. Do you want to go first? Yeah, I do. Okay. You're listening to Jordan Jesse go right now, and you're on a boat, but you are the captain or first mate of the boat. <laughs> or first mate. Yeah. Okay. You got to be top two. Right. So not I'm on the Staten Island ferry. That's bullshit. Okay. Everybody knows that's a ferry, number one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not technically a boat, but ships are also included. So, like, let's say you're the let's say you're if you're listening to this right now, mm-hmm. you're at the Maritime Museum in San Diego, and you're on that you're on that uh, ship from the movie Master and Commander. That doesn't count. No, you have to be the captain of the ship, and you also have to be listening on a ship. You can't just be someone who is a like licensed boat captain who listens to the show. You have to be. A active captain who is listening on the ship. You have to be listening on a ship right now, and you have to be top two mm-hmm. in the hierarchy. Mm-hmm. And if you're on a ship right now, and you're not top two, do call in as well. <laughs> Let us know where you are in the pecking order. Uh-huh. But I think that to get one, I'm looking for a captain or a first mate. I'm including, if you, look, you could be on a pontoon boat, mm-hmm. catamaran, Tugboat, sailing ship. Uh, you could be on a. What if you're wearing a captain's hat, but you're in a paddle boat that you like rented at the park? No. Yeah, that counts. Oh, <laughs> I was yeah, wrong. you're top two, unless because it's only a two person thing. So unless like your your partner and your uncle are in the pedal seats mm-hmm. and you're on the backwards facing seats on the back. <coughs> Okay. So that's a four-passenger boat. Then you're number three on the hierarchy at best. Maybe All right. even number four, depending who's in the I like passenger this. seat. I like this. I like the specificity. Like, let's say in the passenger seat was Tom Hanks. He's probably number three just because he's so beloved and because he played, uh, you know, he beat the Somali pirates and everything. That's true. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, even okay. if you paid for the boat rental. Here's mine. No. One Jordan Jessica listener. Okay. Give us a call. Yeah. If you gave me a free drink at David Buster's one time. <laughs> Fuck. No. I have a real one. That's cheating. I have a real trying one. trying to use this I have as, a, real a, as a missed connection? <laughs> There's an actual guy who oh, did, okay. who gave me a free drink at a David Buster's because yeah. he liked the show. It was the yeah. greatest moment of my life. Yeah. Um, and I just want to say hello to him. Yeah. How's your boat, buddy? Yeah. But also here's some alts. Yeah. David Buster's bartender, I'm very disappointed in you. <laughs> okay. David Buster's bartender... I love you, but not the choices you've made. Dave and Buster's bartender, I'm sorry that crazy thing happened to you on the bus. Yeah. <laughs> My one thing, I think one Jordan Jesse Go listener, give us a call if you have had a sexual experience at a Six Flags. What is the... I think that's going to be like a hundred people. <laughs> really? What, yes. What do you think is the threshold? I think here's the key question, yeah. Jennifer. Mm-hmm. I'm having a lot of fun calling you, Jennifer. It's, Is it it's okay? It's a delight. Okay. Yeah. Uh, here's the key question. Yeah. Jordan, where do you draw the line between a romantic and a sexual experience? It has to be like 
it has to be like kissing is romantic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if it gets hot and heavy. So how hot and heavy? Like over the clothes? Over the clothes. Grab? Over the clothes, you know, it's touching something that is usually covered by clothes like, in a sensual so, way. So like how many – Jordan, you just shot yourself in the foot. You think this happens a lot? Yes. Yes. At a Six Flags? When you're in line and you're bored and you're hugging your boyfriend or your girlfriend and you kind of like you grab, grab a butt. butt and but that's not no, but that's flirty and playful. We this is like this. this well, Jordan, is like in you're a the one making moment. the rules here. I know. Yeah. So clarify and the is it rules. In public, like where people could see, or is it the back? You could of be like Flags? behind a like behind the funnel cake thing. I think you have to you have to indicate bikini area out. Yep. Okay, sure. So the bikini area has to have come out in some I'm way. I'm talking blowjob on a Ferris wheel is what I think you're talking about. Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, I would love to hear about a Ferris wheel blowjob. That would be great. Yeah, I mean, I, right. I mean, nothing that you, you know, something that you felt like you had to hide from the Six Flags going public. Like something that you wouldn't have just like. Well, I mean, I felt that way about the boner that I got. From the pirate ship swinging back and forth, right? <laughs> that just really turns me on. I'm not even talking about riding it, just looking at it. Right, swinging back and forth, a mighty pendulum. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, and it's also the bad boy energy right. from the pirate thing. Sure, yeah. BPE, <laughs> big pirate energy. <laughs> you guys think there's going to be a ton of these, huh? I yes. think... I think at a six flags. That's why you go. Do I have to specify the six flags like no. Astro World? I think. I think you have to specify the location and the act. Like, is it exhibitionism where people can see them? Right. And it was something really dirty, like a blowjob. On so a this tank. is what this is what I think. What I think you're driving at, Jordan, mm-hmm. and you can correct me if I'm sure. wrong. But I think what you're driving at is you're talking about a true sexual experience that involves. Uh, Direct contact mm-hmm. with or the revelation of butts, junk, or boobs. Yeah. That's yes. BJB. BJ, mm-hmm. sure. The classic mm-hmm. trinity mm-hmm. of the Christian Bible. That's right. <laughs> Father, son, <laughs> and junk. <laughs> but God don't make no junk. That's, That's why true. it's controversial. That's true. Controversial. God don't make no junk. <laughs> so um, I don't, I just don't want. I think that if we include grabbing a butt, yeah, no, that's not part of it. Even grabbing a boob over a shirt, yeah, that that Phone's seems too loose. I think there's just too many people at now. If you said who are doing it right now, you might get one. Sure, <laughs> while they're, they have their earbuds in. Yeah, somebody's at Six Flags over Texas, uh-huh. and they say, and they're, "Oh, well, you know, they're giving a <laughs> giving a handy on the not, Justice League ride. Not a bad idea." <laughs> You know what I mean? Sure. With their partner, consensually. Yeah, yeah of course. But uh, I think if you specify specifically that what it involves is uh, skin-to-skin contact on right. one of those one Yeah, of those you have parts. to like either be maneuvering past or like like removing clothes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I'm with you. I think that's a, I think that's a great one. I'm really intrigued that you specified Six Flags. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to get some calls from some real Disney nuts who are oh, yeah, upset no, about I can't. not including their no, Disney nuts. No, I know. That's, I, I didn't want to lose <laughs> in an avalanche. Um, Jen, do you have a, do you have a guess? I have one, yeah. Yeah. It, is there one listener who met their current uh, partner mm-hmm. on an airplane? Now, 
it has to be that this relationship ended in marriage. Like you are mm-hmm. married or okay. in such a serious – it's not like you went on a date or you hooked up. You met and fell in love on an airplane, however you – whether they were seated next to each other. And it can't be, oh, it's my – oh, I know you. And you it can't you just be for my dad. Frank Gifford and that woman that he left Kathy Lee mm-hmm. for. The stewardess. Well, if it's a listener. Air hostess. If, if one of them is a listener, yes, it can be. Mm-hmm. But it has to be. A, so well, you, Frank listens. Oh, well, then what am I doing? Kathy Lee actually listens, too, so I feel a little embarrassed. That I was originally going to say you gonna have to be. This is going to be very <laughs> This is going to be very uncomfortable for us at the You've next You've always next said year. that you don't pick sides, too. And I you know. haven't. You haven't. I, to this point, I had not. <laughs> but I was going to say You know what side I pick? End of the day? What? Coda. She's more of a more of a McElroy listener, though. Yeah, she does. She she's she. Well, is she a McElroy listener? She's sort of a fair weather McElroy listener. Mm-hmm. She she loved season one of the Adventure Zone, but mm-hmm. has complaints about sure. season two. And she listens to Schmanners, mm-hmm. but she she will not try Sawbones, despite the fact that she has an explicit interest in medical history. Come on, Hoda. I, I think know. Hoda oh, yeah. has never finished a te- an episode of a television show, a podcast. Or a book. <laughs> wow. I, I see her as having zero attention span. The big right. three, the, yeah. the holy like, trinity I get the of gist. the Christian I, Bible. Sure, I get the gist. podcast, TV, a book. So I, I was originally going to say flight attendant. If you're a flight attendant who has met your partner because right. they're a passenger on a plane, but then I thought, no. I wonder truly if it's you, you're a listener of the show, you were a passenger playing, you met your current partner, and that you never saw them in your life before. It's not like, oh, you used to work for my dad, mm. and we're recon- not reconnecting. Complete strangers were seated next to each other on a plane. You exchanged information. You knew something was special about them. You started dating. You fell in love. Now you're married mm-hmm. or on the way to marriage. Are you that person? Okay. My, I like this. My friend Al Letson. He's a public radio host. He hosts the podcast Reveal, mm-hmm. the public radio program and podcast Reveal, which is a wonderful investigative journalism podcast. And Al is a very talented guy. He's hosted a few public radio shows. He was originally a performance poet. But I found out one day that he had a previous career as a flight attendant. And uh, for a regional airline, I believe, in, in Florida, in the southeast where he's from, and uh, he is a heterosexual man. He said of the staff of flight attendants, there was like two or three hundred, mm-hmm. and there were two heterosexual men among them. And you know, he will occasionally go on uh, our mutual friend Glenn Washington's show, Snap Judgment, and like tell a story. And I was like, you must have crazy stories about having been a flight attendant. Like that must be a, a truly bizarre story fest. Yeah. And you've never told a story about it. And he kind of hemmed and hawed a little bit. And then I realized, I was like, oh, he doesn't tell any stories because they're just all about how much fucking he was doing. <laughs> just like the sheer volume of fucking that was Al Letson's life when he was the only male heterosexual uh, flight oh, yeah. attendant in the Southeast. And, and yeah, because you're serving uh, the single ladies who are now allowed to travel without companions. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> and yeah. and uh, everybody's emotional because they're crying at movies they normally wouldn't cry That's over. That's right, because of the heightened, the altitude, heightened altitude crying. The... That was one of the big changes of the jazz age, which is what I call my 20s. <laughs> <laughs> and you're serving them alcohol and, and maybe, you know, lets them know that he's of the heterosexual persuasion as stereotypically as gay men who are flight attendants. He might say something like... Uh, uh, my ex-wife uh, preferred the same kind of drink you happen to. Oh, oh sure. I was watching Home eye. Improvement yesterday. <laughs> That's right. right. 
One thing I was not doing was watching anything Andy Cohen does. <laughs> he just oh, you said his... ginger ale? I thought you said cunnilingus, which is something <laughs> I do. <laughs> Me. Okay, so so the scoring with this will go. Yeah. Zero, you're out. Yeah. But then it's closest to one. Yeah. So, so then after, wanna... z- after zero, any new entries are a liability for you. Yeah. I also want to know... I also want to know with Jens, people who have met any romantic partner on an airplane, not just their current long-term romantic oh, partner. Oh, got it. Okay, it won't count. But I just yeah, call just it experience. Yeah. I'm interested, and I'm and I think it's important that you do that. And for Jordans, I want to know who's fucked at an amusement park. Sure, sure. And I'm throwing in loose interpretations of it. Uh, Tivoli Gardens. Right, a, a, a state fair that comes and goes. <laughs> sure. Are there rides? <laughs> Can you buy a funnel cake? Yeah. Is the smell of funnel cake in the air? Yeah. Is that what made you so horny? Yeah. Okay. Oh, you weren't asking me that question. Oh, I thought he. Was. I was talking. I was talking. I was talking so to the listener. But okay. Then why am I so horny if it's not the smell of funnel? You cake? must have seen a pirate ship. <laughs> sure, you must have seen a swinging ship. <laughs> oh yo ho ho! Sure, yeah. A bottle of rum. Mm-hmm. Sixteen men on a dead man's chest. Right. Oh, sure. that sounds fun. That's a lot of men. Le petit mort. Sure. Uh, what's that? The orgasm. Uh, the orgasm. Oh, the sure. The little, little death. Right. Why do I know that? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Why do I know that? <laughs> Woody Allen movies. Probably. It's just some fucking Woody Allen movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's going to be pretty good. I think it's going to be great. Brian, where do people go to call in one of these things? Just give them my cell. <laughs> <laughs> you can text Jen Kirkman. <laughs> Jen's looking for the tea. Uh, so they can go to uh, MaximumFun.org slash call if they just want to fill out a form. Or they can call our, our number. Or they can email jjgo at maximumfun.org. Wow. That sounds sh- great. But they should only do one of those. Yeah. They shouldn't we double up. an accurate count. Yeah. So just do one of those three things. Just one. If it's a good story, they should probably call, right? They, yeah. If it's a good story, they should call in 206 Yeah, rehearse it a couple four, times first. Don't just call in with a dry run. Yeah. Or sometimes people call back with a second version of it or just stop and start over brian's capable of editing it yeah, mm-hmm. I, i'll edit i'll edit you down don't worry about it brian likes to boil it down to the essence that's right first he's got to get in the mood he lights some candles sure. puts makes gasoline some, on sure. the carpet. <laughs> makes a couple funnel cakes yeah. oh, i have to blow out all the candles so upset yeah. <laughs> it's all right. yeah you must have been short of short of breath by then i really was <sighs> I can't imagine what your Fitbit thought about all that. <laughs> That's probably why it went to 12 minutes of working out. <laughs> wow, yeah. she's really huffing and puffing, it said to itself. <laughs> Fitbits have an internal monologue. It's been programmed into Fitbits, Jordan. So uh, give us a call, 206-984-4FUN. And also, you know, if you have any stray, if you because we're ending the segment, if you have any stray coliseums, if, you, you know, if, you're one of those, if you're one of the drug rug people and you just haven't gotten around to it yet, yeah. give us a call. Um, if you've been to see Tony, 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 if you've, um, if you own a Fez. Graham, if you're listening, Graham Clark. Yeah. Give us a call. It's always nice to hear from you. Yeah. Uh, um, and I'll, I'll try to have final, final tallies on all of our, uh, all of our Coliseums. Great. So every, every tally, we can run through them if we want. For all those data nerds out there. God. For, I'm, you know what? I'm changing mine. If you're a data nerd, right. I think there's going to be only <laughs> oh, one boy. data yeah, nerd. Yeah, probably only one data nerd. If you're a da- hey, Nate Silver, if you're mm-hmm. listening, give us a call. 
Give us a call, Jordan. Area code 538. Get it? <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. Fun. Man. Jen, you're on fire. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second. I'll just go. Hi, I'm Joe Firestone. And I'm Manolo Moreno. And we're the hosts of Dr. Game Show, which is a podcast where we play games submitted by listeners, regardless of quality or content, with in-studio guests and callers from all over the world. And you can win a custom a magnet. A custom magnet. Subscribe now to make sure you get our next episode. What's an example of a game, Manolo? Pokemon or medication. How do you play that? You have to guess if something's a Pokemon name or a Medi- medication. medication. First-time listener, if you want to listen to episode highlights and also know how to participate follow dr game show on facebook instagram and twitter we'd love to hear yeah, from you it's really fun for the whole family norlex pokemon yes nice. going into a bullseye interview i know that it's somebody who does amazing work but it's it's an actual conversation and you know sometimes it gets real no, but my mother, I remember my. I remember when I got, <laughs> this was going to become a therapy session very quickly. Does that make sense? I feel yeah. like I'm in therapy. That was a great interview. Bullseye. Creators you know, creators you need to know. Find it at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get podcasts. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Jen Kirkman, your guest. It's been a thrill to have you back, Jen. Yeah. It's been too long. I know. I was in New York for a while. I'm back. I'm, this has been fantastic. You know. So many accents. Oh, I mean, did you hear that? I just did two right there. You're, you're a sponge for them. I'm, I, you know, I would a walk a 500 miles just to do a this a podcast. What? Yeah. Yes, I'm from, I'm from the Scotland. <laughs> From the Scotland. <laughs> it's a different part of Scotland. Oh, yeah. right. The Scotland. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jen, you're on tour. You're one of the funniest stand-up comedians that there is. People should go see you. Jen is so funny. So yeah. Jen has two specials on Netflix, no matter where you live. And you should watch That's those. Right. Boot them up. You should watch those comedy specials because Jen is fucking hilarious. Uh, if you live in one of these places, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to blast through this list real quick, mm-hmm. but you can find it on jenkirkman.com. Right on I the in- homepage. I insist you go see my good friend Jennifer Kirkman. <laughs> Sound of Young America contributor, Jen Kirkman. That's right. Jen Kirkman's Hollywood was, I believe, mm-hmm. what it was called. Jen Kirkman's that Hollywood Stories. Deep cut a long yeah. time ago. How many did we make? Two? It was like based on my blog, I think. that yeah. I, I used to have a it blog, a great you guys. Blog. It was a, a great web blog. blog. Mm. It was a great blog. Oh, Jen's a gifted were, writer. Were now, days. let me just say one thing to everybody. Well, no wonder she has several best-selling autobiographies Do you know books. what the thing is? Worst writer now because of Twitter. And I'm just like, oh, all frenetic. But everyone, I don't do stuff I've you've already seen on Netflix. Always new stuff and no politics. So come relax hey. and don't get triggered. Yeah. Don't worry. Here's the cities. Yeah, come on Los out, Angeles. snowflakes. Here's your snowflake out there. Come on out. <laughs> L.A., powder your bottom for you. Minneapolis, Nashville, Birmingham, Athens, Georgia, San Antonio, Texas, Houston, Texas, Austin, Texas, Brooklyn, New York, Boston, Massachusetts, Del Mar, California, Toronto, Ontario, Canada, London, England, Manchester, 
the United Kingdom, Amsterdam, Oslo, San Francisco, Richmond, Virginia, and Durham, North Carolina. Jen is coming to all of those places. She's mostly playing cool rock clubs. So you can go out and see her at a cool rock club where you can get a cool rock and roll drink. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to order any nachos. Don't have to order food, summer, theaters. No no comedy clubs on this one. I think I already did my comedy clubs for the year. And and uh, come enjoy. It, no heckling of the audience. JenKirkman.com. Jen's going to be nice to you. She's she's not going to be uh, upset about anything except for comic things. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not going to be upset any, about anything unless you don't like to laugh. In which case, I can't recommend yeah. you go see Jennifer Kirkman. That's going to be trouble because you're going to be laughing a lot. In fact, you might need to have a paramedic on hand in case you bust Oh, I have gut. three paramedics every show. Oh, good. Oh, good. Sure. Yeah. Or yeah. at least people just like to role play. Either way, you'll feel safe. <laughs> yeah. I just have one guy who's the captain of a boat. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I have one guy who's given a blowjob at uh, Astro World. <laughs> oh, and people are allowed to do sex acts at my show as long as I can't see it. Oh, you know, wow. just don't disrupt That's the show. That's really nice. It's yeah. really really sex positive. You do it what if, you do if other people What if other people at the show can see it? Is it just you that can't see it? Oh, yeah, I guess I should think about the other people. Because huh. some people might be trying to enjoy the comedy. Yeah, case-by-case basis. If the people next to you... And they're getting horned up. If they seem, mm-hmm. like, really focused on the show, you could probably get away with a little, you know bump and grind but you know <laughs> can i ask you a, a more specific question mm-hmm. i'm thinking about coming out to the los angeles show is there going to be any pirate ships there <laughs> i was going to but i'd be honest for you i will have them removed thank you or, or hidden the way that right. that well, i won't be, say it because it's a yeah. political reference but i will have a curtain over thank it so that you, you can't see the ship that offends you right thank you thank y'all thank you thank you very much yeah jordan Yes. I can't help but notice your peg leg. <laughs> Don't look at my peg legs for my, for my wife to look at only. <laughs> my wife's peg My future wife can look at the peg. No one else. We're Christian pirates. That's so romantic. Thank you. Hey Jordan, you yes. were uh, you were you were guest hosting on Good Mythical Morning. I watched a thing where you were reviewing cold brew coffee. Sure. Uh, I I I was amused both because of your many witticisms mm-hmm. and because of the fact that I uh, know how profoundly emotionally affected you are by drinking even a little bit of cold. Oh breath. yeah, that, I did a little segment for those guys on YouTube and uh, I got a little eye twitch uh, at the end of the day, <laughs> and it only recently subsided. I think we taped that thing four weeks ago. So Amazing. yeah, but it was really great. It was really funny. It was really fun to watch, and uh, there was a little cotton candy Randy in there too. Sure, as you know, Jordan, I'm a big cotton candy Randy fan. I think that is one of the funniest things. Well, uh, thanks. The beard's uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, I, bet I mean, who's that? <laughs> I think I'm supposed to not know who it is. Oh, cool. Anyway, who is it? Don't know. Never heard of it myself. I don't know what anyone's talking about. I've seen you wearing a T-shirt before. Is why I mention it. Well, I just got that at the Goodwill. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> is that in an old Violent Femmes Tour '91 T-shirt? It's the only two T-shirts I own. Uh, Brian Sunny D. Fernandez is our producer. It was his hard work that put together that uh, live episode of Jordan Jesse Go. And with our thanks to him, not just for producing this show, but producing uh, our wonderful Summer Boys of Summer yeah. Tour. Brian's, Brian worked his butt off on sure the road. Did. So we're very grateful to him for that. Um, and uh, he also worked hard to uh, get the video 
that is up on YouTube now of our Boston show. It actually involved an extra trip back to the venue because he needed a bigger thumb drive. Mm-hmm. You know how that is, Jordan. Sure do. Okay, Don't look at my thumb drive. Okay, That's not a thumb drive. This is a thumb Whoa, drive. Oh, Australian boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's me, Crocodile Dundee. Oh, hi. Hi, hi Crocodile. Same. Hi, Crocodile. That's right. Fucking Arge Barker. I'm just, you're right. Maria. We are all the same. Hey, it's me, Maria Beamford. <laughs> Get a low flow toilet. <laughs> Here's 20 things you can do to save the earth. Mm-hmm. With me, Med Mix. Use a, use a Greg Barrett. Pepper straw. <laughs> right? Yeah? Crikey. Use a paper straw. Crikey. <laughs> Crikey. We, we've got to do what we can for the endangered species. Mm-hmm. I'm teaching a panda to fuck. <laughs> Don't drive cars like Jim Kirkman that aren't electric. You should walk instead. You could walk 500 miles like my band said. Yeah. I'm in a band that said that. Howdy. Y'all. Howdy. It's me. Yahoo Serious. Star of the movie Young Einstein. Mm-hmm. And I'm mighty, pl- I'm mighty pleased you contacted me in this weird seance. I presume I'm dead. Oh my gosh, I had no idea. I did a lot of blow in the good times and it came back to bite me in the bad times. I died when Steve Irwin got stung by that stingray because we're all the same person. When one of us dies, we all die. We're on Reddit at MaximumFun.Reddit.com. You can find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Whatever, search for Jordan Jesse Go. <laughs> yeah, uh, or Maximum idea. Fun. There's a nice Maximum Fun group. People like to post things there. Uh, we're on Twitter with the hashtag JJGo. I'm at Jesse Thorne. Jordan is at Jordan underscore Morris. Jen is at Jen Kirkman. Uh, a lot of fun to be had all over the internet. NYTimes.com is a good website for news. Yeah. Check out um, Amazon for products. <laughs> yeah. You like products? They Weather, got them. Weather.com for all your travel weather prediction Oh, needs. that's a great place yeah. to go. Great yeah. place to shop. Yeah, that is great. I, I, like, I bought a, a really comfortable pair of ballet flats from weather.com. <laughs> nice. It's not a shopping site. For tra- but for travel, you want a comfortable pair of flats that you can wear in the airport. You can wear them out to dinner credibly. Mm. You can wear them to a business meeting. You know what I mean? Like if you have to go to something nice, like let's say you're in London, you get invited to the ambassador's residence. Which I will, yeah. I just show up in my Uggs that I wear on the plane. Hmm. No, you got to go to weather.com, get a nice, if not weather.com, weatherunderground.com, W underground. Oh, okay, okay. And just get all their merch. And just get get yourself a nice practical pair of ballet flats you can pair with anything. And what's nice is that they they fold flat in your luggage. All right, I will. Listen, I, I was just going to show up in some no, stanka slippers. You don't, the last thing you want to do, what's, what's the ambassador's wife kind of think, Jordan? She's she gonna, doesn't like She's going to think ill of it. Yeah, she loves stanka slippers. Don't listen to him, Jen. <laughs> I, know this, I know this wife. She loves his stank. I've met this wife. He ran into this chick at a Six I've, Flags I've in met this Edinburgh. Wife. Oh, say no more. And she loves the stank. We'll be back next week on Jordan Jesse Go. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.